What's up, everybody? Welcome to the View from Jamestown podcast edition. This is episode 48. This is the January 2021 episode, and we are sitting down this morning with TCC President Rob Roach, VP of Sales and Marketing AJ Petrarca, and Latin American Operations Manager Javier Fernandez. Good morning, gentlemen. Happy Friday. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Friday. Happy New Year as well. Happy New Year. Nice to see all of you in 2021. Happy last go to meeting of this week. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we've been we've been we've been using some go to meeting minutes this week. That's for sure. Yeah, we, have, we have we have maximized our subscriptions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice to uh, good good to see you guys. Good to talk to you guys. Hopefully, we can get back to an in person one next month. But doing the best we can here. Um, yeah, I've been doing a lot of go to meeting this week. We're happy to have a, a inside virtual sales meeting that we did yesterday. So a long day on go to meeting, but had a couple big suppliers on. Um, had a nice economic presentation from Robert Fry. You know, it was a long day in front of a computer, but I think it was all good information. Yeah, I was impressed with Robert Fry. He uh, he was uh, very good for a consultant. You know, he uh, he was very uh, on point and uh, agreed with most of his perspectives. Yeah, subtle, subtle plug. We'll be doing a podcast with them next week, too. Should be out by the end of next week or maybe around the same time that this episode releases. Um, so looking forward to having them on. I think we'll have some good insights. It'll be a valuable podcast, especially starting out 2021 to get a uh, preview on what's to come for 2021 in his eyes. So he has a great presentation. Look forward to having him on the podcast. Um, but jumping into this, this episode, this is uh, episode 48. This officially marks year four of doing the podcast, which is crazy. Our first one was March 2018, so we're uh, still still plugging along. Um, you know, appreciate you guys for listening. Definitely. If I do the math right, isn't that three years? 2018. Oh no, yeah, I guess you'd include the year 2018, 2018, 2019, 2020, now 2020. This is the fourth year that we're doing it. It's not four years of doing it. Correct. Yeah, that's that's what I meant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Entering our fourth year. Entering year four. That's um, good then. That's a noble thing. Great job, Ben. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. You know, I know. I think every time we start doing an episode, we're like, "Oh man, we got to record a podcast today." But once we get into the conversation, and you know, it seems like it's it's been valuable once we get into them. So it's you know, been a lot of fun. Look forward to keeping them going. Have some great guests on this year, and you know, keep the podcast moving along. Um, but this is January. You know, we're in a Q1 of a new year. Um, got 2020 behind us. What's uh, what, what what's been the kind of the, the thoughts and feelings coming into new year. I know it's been a crazy few weeks so far or a crazy week so far. Uh, a lot of, a lot of moving parts, a lot of things going on. Um, what do you, uh, what do you see in Rob? What do you, what do you think about the new year so far? Jeez, where do you begin? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think that the, the, the thing that's most um, probably on the top of the list is the fact that the coronavirus for us is everywhere. I mean, in the springtime, you know, we heard about it. I didn't know anybody that had it, um, fortunately. And, uh, you know, and then we got towards summer and you'd hear a little bit about it, but you really didn't know too many people were who were, who were getting ill with it or testing positive with it. And then just in the last month or two or six weeks even, uh, we've had several people within our organizations that have contracted uh, coronavirus. And luckily, most of their symptoms have been very mild um, for the most part and, you know, some sick for a few days. So knock on wood that, you know, uh, it's been mild cases, but it's, you know, as you can see, we're here on a, on a podcast where, you know, uh, I'm 
I'm working out of my office, but on the campus here at TCC, you can see Hav and AJ are on the campus. They're part of their own pod, I guess they will, but we're really pushing to get people back next week, which would be the week of uh, January 9th, I believe, or is it the 9th uh, Monday, somewhere around there. But uh, in order to do so, people are going to have to to get tested. And the testing for us, luckily, has gotten very good. It's free, it's available, it's easy. Uh, we will even have next week, we'll have testing on site here where we can get uh, results pretty quick uh, through some tests that were given to us from the state of Rhode Island. So I think that's been the, probably the biggest topic for us, but of course there's a lot of things going on in terms of uh, logistics problems, geopolitical, obviously political, um you know we're get, coming up to the, the biden inauguration on the 20th it's two weeks away who knows how we're going to get there and, and what's going to happen between now and then but uh it's been bizarre to say the least and um but i hope it's a smooth transition um and then you know i think another big topic for us is we've seen um real pickup in demand um not only in in traditional markets that we serve europe u.s uh, China, other Asia, but also Latin America. Um, you know, most foreign countries seem to be doing some sort of recovery, and I think that's in anticipation of probably uh, a better um, foreign policy uh, by the United States. The fact is, the United States and Europe help to raise the rest of the world up, and and if we have uh, a more of an open heart with a, a foreign policy, I think that gives confidence to those countries and we and and that'll that'll have an effect on supply chains because as they improve and they buy more where they haven't been buying um in a tighter market with a v-shaped recovery after a pandemic you know things could get really really crazy here in the first half and second half of 2021 yeah and, and you know flipping it to aj and hobby too i know you know, AJ, you're managing a lot of stuff coming in from, from China and other sales in the States and obviously Javi managing Latin America, um, you know, other, other regions of the world. You know, what's, you know, I know we've seen delays from China um, as well as I think as Rob mentioned, a, a big kind of pickup in demand, which has led to some material tightness. But, you know, what are you guys seeing here for the first week or so of, uh, of 2021? It's, uh, it's not a fun time to be managing products from China at the moment. It's just a, a lot of moving parts, a lot of variables. Uh, ocean freight is... Um, you know, increasing almost daily. You know, every every offer that we get on, on Ocean Freight is subject to the time of booking. And a lot of times now, um, you know, sh shipments are getting bumped to other vessels and, and at a higher higher freight rate. Um, so it's a it's a tough, a tough uh, you know, tough logistics supply chain to juggle right now with all the all the moving parts. And then that's not to mention, you know, the just raw material increases. Um, which are happen, happening pretty quickly as well. So there's um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of moving parts at the moment. Yeah, what I have been noticing is like short validity on quotes. It's amazing. Before we used to get a weekly, a weekly or a monthly, now it's just 24 hours, 48 hours, and the raw materials are rapidly increasing. So we gotta force that. And this is not a good message to give the customers, but this is the world we're living in at the moment. You know, everything's tied. The decision has to be made quick. You cannot sit around and just think think about it too much. You just have to act on it if you want to secure the best price or 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 at least availability. Because right now, some things are not much of a matter of price. Just who has it? So I think a lot of things are very short, uh, different 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 uh, 
from, from different industries. So it's, it's a definitely interesting times. And, and obviously, I'm the, the newest, you know, to the industry of the, the four of us sitting here. Um, is this the, the most variables or the, the kind of craziest equation, different things going on that you guys have seen in your however long it's been, 10, 15, 20 years in the industry? Have, have you seen something like this before or this many moving parts? You know, what do, what do you guys think about what's currently going on versus versus some historical, uh, you know, market tightness? I mean, it's not only the craziest that I've ever seen. I was talking to a guy yesterday who's been in the business for, for 45 years, and it's the craziest he's ever seen. So I, I don't, you know, I think that this is uh, something like not a lot of people have, have experienced in the past, just with, the, you know, all, all the different factors that are happening at once. Yeah, I would agree. I, I think that uh, I don't think it could get any crazier than, than this. Than in my 20, let's see, I was 97, 24 years now in the industry. It, it's, it, it, it's got a similar dynamic to the uh, 08, 09 uh, recession that we went through and after and the recovery thereafter. Um, but yeah, we've never seen this type of um, market destruction and, and, and recovery so quickly. On top of this, you throw into you know, all the geopolitical, all the political, um, all the, you know, I think that the, just this week, I think that the biggest topic of conversation directly about the chemical industry are some unplanned outages. We've had unplanned outages now at Sasol uh, in, in South, uh, South Africa. Um, Ineos is having problems now in Europe. You've got uh, BASF with problems in Europe. Obviously, a fired LG in Korea. You've got a fully recovered uh, from the pandemic China market, uh, super high demand. And then you've got the government restricting uh, emissions and moving towards a, a, a cleaner uh, environment, and and really with no concern about supply chains shutting plants or or shuttering them. You also have to consider that with that massive implosion of demand. Um, Worldwide, plants have had to be scaled back, and and plants run healthy at, at full rates. They don't run healthy at 50%. So now, as the economies of the world recover and demand in, improves, uh, not only has there been quite a bit of rationalization, but those plants that are, let's call it surviving, um, they're coming back up to you know 80, 90, 100% rates, and they've been running at lower rates. There's there's room for 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 major issues. So I think that's going to be maybe sort of the trend that we start talking about more maybe some of those other issues might get um you know corrected here a little bit and and we might stop talking about tweets and things like that and more about what's happening in reality here what plan is down and how that's going to affect the supply chain i think one of the most shocking things is what aj mentioned the cost increases on freight unbelievable we're talking 4x 5x even 10x increases in freight from china a lot of the products from china just simply aren't competitive yet there's no alternative supply so um yeah crazy times and 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 uh, you know definitely going to get a little crazier i think yeah i think all that really boils down to the fact that at the simplest form prices are increasing you know january prices seems like everything increased um february i think we're already starting to see some indications that things will continue moving moving up um, for all those reasons, you know, outages, which has led to tight supply, um, you know, material getting more expensive to actually produce, logistics getting more expensive, whether it's raw materials in and out of the plant, ocean freight, whatever the case might be. Um, so I think, you know, our, our outlook is definitely prices moving north for, for Q1. It seems like that's going to be the, the trend, at least for the next, you know, maybe 60, 90 days. Um, you know, kind of see no, 
no change in that at this point. But yeah, I think overall, you know, as kind of Rob alluded to, we've definitely seen some demand picking up. We had our, our economist, Robert Fry, give a presentation yesterday, and, you know, it seems like there's a lot of optimism in the U.S. Um, you know, it seems like that's kind of been the been the trend, which is good. You know, I'm looking for more optimism. Um, what's the uh, what's the overall mood kind of Latin America, Mexico? Is it as optimistic? Have things been picking up a little bit or what's what's kind of been the general feel from from things south of the border? Well, with, with the election, I think most countries are, are happy with the, with the way it turned and things are reactivating uh, the economies because it's going to be more lending. A lot of social programs are going to get activated and have been activated. And, and this industry, I mean, uh, besides COVID, uh, in some cases, really, in some countries, really bad. But the industry is, is, is running. It's running and they're consuming products. They're they're looking for raw materials. They're looking to 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 to, to supply uh, the the domestic markets. And China is due to the freight that AJ mentioned is not is not such a good deal anymore. So people are looking south of the border, looking to Brazil, looking to Mexico, looking to India, looking to Turkey, looking to Russia, looking other places, other geographies which are in common of having imports in Latin America. So it's, it's kind of a new dynamic. And, and, and thankfully here at TCC, we have great relationships worldwide. And that has allowed us to, to be in a good position because a lot of people just ran to China many years ago and China was the only, the only option. And they could, they could do it better, cheaper, faster. And now it's not the case anymore. So it's, it's a different, different dynamic. And we are TCC, we're prepared to do that. And we're happy, we're happy to, 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 to be your, your, your supplier, you know? I could have said it better myself. We had to put you on the, on the marketing team, I think. <laughs> we are in marketing. We all are in marketing. Amen. No, very well put. Yeah, it's been an interesting supply dynamic. You know, like you said, seeing suppliers playing in these markets that maybe traditionally haven't been there. Um, definitely, you know, getting calls from people that about products that we may not have talked about before, or heard about before. So it's definitely a unique time with with kind of these new supply channels. Um, you know, one other thing that's affecting certainly China pricing, um, if not you know other competitive situations, is the the lack of the tariff exemption um, that we're still seeing not back into place. Um, you know, I think it. Most greatly affects, you know, AJ and, and his products, primarily including Dyson and Diamide. That's, you know, now non-renewed. Um, that's something that we're keeping an eye on, and seems like it's gonna, you know, stick around for a little while. I think is kind of the, the the latest we've heard from our regulatory folks that it's gonna be gonna be here to stay. It seems, unfortunately. Yeah, I guess the, the, there's just no update on it, right? Like nobody's talked about it, and you know, the, there is no update. But it could. I mean, it it should be reinstated. I mean, the, the exemptions were granted for a reason, and I, you know, it's our, you know, my feeling that it should be reinstated. But um, you know, there's no no indication that it will be at this point. But you know, we're gonna continue to track it closely. Yeah, obviously, we're advocating for it to the exemption to go back into place, and you know, obviously for the benefit of all our our customers. Um, so something we're keeping a close eye on, and hopefully we'll see it re uh, re-exempt here sometime soon. I mean, I feel the tariffs should be eliminated immediately. They need to have uh, more, you know, forethought. They need to be thought out if there's going to be tariffs. We have duties in place. Duties are in place to even the playing field. So you should go back and look at, you know, the traditional systems and how they're working or not working rather than have this, you know, blank 
or, or, or total uh, tariff of everything, you know, coming in. So, um, you know, I, I have a feeling that they're they're going to prioritize it, but there's there's a lot more, pen, you know, important priorities right now to fix. Yeah, I think one, one last thing to talk about, too. Um, it is January. You know, normally I think weather would be more of a, a concern and topic here. It's been a relatively mild winter. Um, you know, we had one one good storm, I think, so far, but really it's been a pretty slow winter, so logistics haven't been affected too much. Um, but something to keep a close eye on, you know, January, February, even into March, um, that winter weather, especially if you're in or around New England or rely on supply avenues from this area, um, something to keep a close eye on and, you know, expect longer lead times, not just due to the logistics tightness, but, you know, as winter weather comes and storms affect availability, something that we expect to obviously be a, a continued issue, uh, something to keep an eye on, I think. Maybe luckily or unluckily, it's been a pretty mild winter. I'm I'm ready for some snow, but uh, you know, it's definitely helped the logistics uh, avenue. I think. Yeah, the logistics business right now is a tough one. Um, there's no doubt about it. A lot of product came in prior to the beginning of the year, trying to beat the you know the reintroduction of the tariff on certain products, and um, you know, of course, we had the Christmas season. Um, you know, on top of this COVID and, you know, uh, a new variant that's 70% more spreadable and um, people getting sick and, you know, uh, costs of uh, fuel increasing. We're seeing WTI uh, over 50 bucks a barrel, almost $52 a barrel right now. Um, you know, all the signs are pointing towards inflation. You know, we've put a tremendous amount of money out uh, for relief, for COVID relief printing the money. Um, our U.S. dollar is upside down against the euro, uh, the pound, um, so, you know, many currencies, um, you know, so it's, you know, there's so many factors. And and uh, really, I think the bottom line is that people need to increase inventories, uh, safety stocks, et cetera. And, and what we saw from Robert Fry yesterday coincides with what we're seeing ourselves, which is people have very low inventories. Demand is increasing, inventories are low, prices are moving up, availability is becoming a concern. Kind of a perfect storm. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's, it's a unique supply dynamic. Logistics obviously plays into that. Um, you know, we couldn't recommend more, either bringing in inventories or at least understanding your supply chain, understand where materials coming from and what lead times are doing really on a weekly basis. You know, I know we've had um, guys on our team um, looking for pricing on something, you know, we, we got a, a price or a quote three, four weeks ago. They said, hey, can I still run with that price? And the answer kind of is no, you know, in a, in a world where stuff was valid for, you know, up to a month now, it's really weekly pricing and, you know, stuff changing really quick for all that, all those reasons, whether it's logistics moving up or down, freight costs moving up, uh, raw materials moving up. It's been a crazy, crazy few weeks. And I think we'll continue to be that way for, for all those reasons we just talked about. Um, but moving to some specific price stuff coming into January, you know, I think the overall mood is everything's moving up. Um, you know, crude oil is moving up, natural gas has moved up a little bit, you know, a lot of price increases for pretty much all of our products um, coming into January. Um, you know, we obviously sell a, a pretty wide variety and you know, a, a bunch of different verticals, and I think it's it's rare to see everything unif uniformly moving up. Usually there's maybe increases here or there, um, but I think that the overall mood for pricing coming into January is everything's up. You know, and, seems seems fair with what's going on yeah i'd say everything's up but you know on on javi's vein of of promoting tcc we we can take positions for you you know we have the we have the ability the leverage the supply 
um, you know, we have the strength and financial strength to take a position for you to get product into inventory uh, for you. And and I got to say, we I, I don't know where we would be our customer service team without the logistics company, which is an outside resource on logistics for us, managing this for us. The amount of money we have saved by having that team in place to manage our rail fleet, to manage our drayage out of the ports, liquid bulk, dry bulk, they've done a fantastic job, saved us a tremendous amount of money. Our customer service is now focused on the uh, health and responsibility and uh, paperwork of all the transactions. They don't have to worry about the logistics piece. And it has really just boiled down to uh, a better bottom line for TCC using this outside resource. So people need help right now. So TCC, that's where why we're set up the way we are. We can help you with uh, bringing in inventories, securing your supply chain. And the logistics company is there for managing your freight, keeping your rail cars moving, keeping them full, uh, keeping them delivering and keeping you know the product flowing out of the ports, liquid bulk, dry bulk, LTL. It's, it's, it's been, you know, we're, we're lucky to have the resources that we have in this time. Yeah, definitely has played a big role in uh, making freight easier to manage, you know, maybe some, some cost savings on freight and, you know, I know TLC and the guys over there are more than happy to talk to anybody out there about um, any avenue of logistics. And I know they're happy to give their opinion and, and provide their services to you. Um, but I mean, on the pricing front, you know, with, with raw materials and stuff moving up, um, Javier, I was going to ask you, is are you seeing similar things in Mexico and Latin America? How are all these new supply avenues coming in places that may not have traditionally supplied places like Mexico and Venezuela and other places? Has that moved pricing upwards? Has it kept pricing pretty flat where it should be moving up? Or what are you seeing on the on the pricing front? Uh, things are, are moving up across the board. And now with different geographies, there are not so much common lines of, of, of logistics, you know, coming from, there, there's not a line coming from St. Petersburg, Russia to Mexico. So it has to do a lot of, a lot of stops that's going to Rotterdam and then come, come down. So, so it's, it's, it's definitely more expensive. Freight, freight is not as expensive as, as 10X uh, as China prices, but it's, it's double, you know, it's at least double. <laughs> And longer lead times. I'm telling everybody, it used to be six to eight. I'm telling now, eleven weeks. You know, twelve weeks. It takes. It takes. It's taking. It's, everything is backed up. So I'm. 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 I'm padding my my, my imports to eleven weeks. That's what I'm doing lately. And 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 as Rob mentioned, we have to increase the security stock because we, you're talking about three months almost from order day to delivery day. They have to. They have to have at least four months, three months of security stock. So, so yeah. But things are definitely increasing, and 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 it's pretty interesting to 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 move those chemicals around the world. It's it's pretty exciting. I think we're pretty lucky. To, we, we we have a good gig going on, and and we're 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 set up to to good things. So I, I'm very happy. I'm just happy to to work. And, and and do what I do. It's, it's, it's I enjoy it. I enjoy it very much. That's the that's the most positive spin on, on price increases and lead time extending that I've ever heard. Yeah, <laughs> he better enjoy it. He just bought a big new house for his family, so you know, we got Daddy Warbucks over there. So it's like he hit the Powerball, right, Ben? <laughs> yeah, thank you for telling us. You know, we we, we would have came to the party, taking a picture. I want to see a picture of the big check. Uh, yeah, yeah, I didn't get a Powerball. I just no, I didn't get a Powerball. Every day I get pictures of new purchases. His big new shiny grill. 
house. <laughs> I thought we were going to... The consumer index just rose thanks to Javi, you know? <laughs> Everything's getting tighter because Javi's buying it all up. <laughs> yeah, but in reality, you know, congratulations on the, on the, on the purchases, you know, Primarily the house, but you know the new grill is also exciting. Uh, you know, been an exciting, exciting week in the Fernandez household for sure. Yeah, you have been a, a cool 2020. It's, I mean, we 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 became parents, life changing. So, so it's, it's, it's Joaquin has been. Uh, I'm learning every day. Uh, learning. I, I'm, it's just amazing. Just amazing part of, of life that we're going through now. So very excited. That was the that was the feel good section of the podcast here. Back to back to products. <laughs> 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 if prices are going up and there's no relief in sight <laughs> yeah get your products now call me call me send me a whatsapp just to secure secure supply i mean has the secure supply we, we mention every time but it has never been such important as now security of supply and having solid logistics i mean it's, it's a combination it's a lot of moving parts but but uh but uh it's, it's 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 challenging for some companies, but we're in good position. We have we have the relationships, so TCC is the way to go. Yeah, I think I think you know to continue again on the vein of the TCC infomercial, but we you know we've got in-house environmental health and safety. We've got in-house logistics company working full time on our behalf. We've got in-house legal to get documents and um, and to get contracts in place quickly. We just had an emergency order come in this week for somebody who needed something the next day. They weren't even set up in our system. In 12 hours, we got them set up in our system, the product shipped and delivered. And go ahead and try that with just about any other distribution company. I mean, just getting the credit and getting set up in the system can take a week or two. So that's one of the things that we really pride ourselves at TCC about is the fact that we can do things quickly, but do them also correctly. And that's why we've built the infrastructure of great customer service with knowledgeable people that know what they're doing, great logistics, great environmental health and safety to protect us and everyone in the world from, you know, from the products that we're moving every day. You know, um, so in a, in a great financial backbone, we're not focused on merging, acquiring, getting sold, buying. We're focused on bringing good products and securing the supply chain to our customers. And that's relatively uncommon in the industry right now, wouldn't you say? I mean, you know, everybody's focused on financial engineering. They're not so focused on bringing value to their customers. I usually yeah, say, I, I have an analogy, like usually big companies are those big cargo ships. TCC, we're like a jet ski. We, we can react fast, we can move faster. I, I, I usually explain that why, like how, how do you describe your companies? Like, I mean, we, we do things the right way. We have legal logistics and other things you mentioned, but we're quick to react. We're quick to react, take a position. So so I, I, that's why I explain it. We're, like, we're in a jet seat instead of those car, big cargo ships that they take out for forever to turn. We're in a jet seat like Ben in, in the summer. <laughs> I like that. Javi, I've known you four years. That's the first time I've heard that analogy. So I don't, I don't know where this came from, but I like it. No, no, I, 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 I scanned you. I, I, I mentioned it a lot. We're jet ski. I'll have to put a big TCC logo on the side of my jet ski this summer, maybe. 
Um, but yeah, I think it goes, all goes back to security supply. I think security supply isn't just having material sitting on your floor. Okay, my, my supply is secured. It's it's understanding the supply chain, understanding what's what's changing, what's going on in the market. I think the best thing that you know purchasing managers, supply chain managers can do is have conversations. You know, whether it's us or whoever your supplier is. You know, I know we're more than happy to talk about why pricing is moving up, why pricing is coming down, why lead times are getting longer. You know, understand all the dynamics that are going on and just know what's coming um, is, is, I think, a big part of security supply, a big thing that we try to do, you know, whether it's listening to this podcast or, or email newsletters or, you know, sales meetings with your, your individual sales reps. Um, you know, understand what's going on, you know, be tuned into the market. You know, it's, it's not just about having material on the floor. It's about understanding what's going on and what's coming, whether it's, you know, this month, this quarter, you know, it's all, it's all important information. You, know, you, you, you can't have enough information and understanding of what's going on. So definitely something we pride ourselves in and, uh, you know, hopefully provides a, provides a benefit. I think right now it's pretty evident that you need to have balance in your supply chain. You can't be dependent on one supplier all the time. Um, if you are, you might get caught with an outage or, or a shutdown. And I think that, you know, really Javi's overall point is that the work that we've done pre-COVID, traveling worldwide, getting connections worldwide in all of the theaters, you know, Europe, Middle East, uh, Asia, other Asia, um, you know, uh, uh, even Africa, Latin America, you know, these, these, these connections that we have with the uh, sort of um, implosion of, of, of cheap, really super cheap, product from China is proving extremely valuable to our customer base and and I think it will continue to do so and and I think the real letdown uh, you know with in, just in terms of our business with COVID is the fact that we haven't been able to get out and be with people uh, which we're really looking forward to hopefully with the vaccine rollout and and you know getting back to our traditional roles where we can get on a plane and travel and visit with our friends and spend time and create those relationships that are proving invaluable right now. Yeah, and this all ties in nicely too to what we have listed as our our, our featured product or the biggest product to talk about, and it's really the the line of packaged product, you know, really specifically plasticizers that we've really grown into doing. Um, whether it's to supply some of our LTL customers who use a couple drums or a couple totes a month, or you know, our, our big bulk customers having this inventory of plasticizer. So if things get tight, if logistics get tight, you know, we can at least give you a couple totes, couple drums to to tie you over until that bulk truckload can get there. It's it's I think become a growing part of our business, something that has been important to you know all all four of us, something we've all really worked pretty closely on, um, and it's something that we're we're proud to you know offer more of these package plasticizers and and products overall. It's, it's you know become a bigger part of our business and really I think lends a hand to secure the supply for our our customers and business partners. Absolutely, I think that you know we're as far as uh, plasticizers or esters in general, we're a powerhouse. We we have such a wide variety of options. You talk about phthalates, adipates, trimelitates, sebicates, citrates, goes on and on and on. We've really done a good job of, you know, of securing excellent uh, supply uh, for many of the different varieties of plasticizers. We got some exciting news coming out in the future with new additions to our ester line, ones that can improve the performance of, say, like a product like DOTP or DINCH, which have, uh, you know, different issues and different applications. There is the phthalate issue, but right now, DINP, 
is the lowest price plasticizer. With 2EH prices going up, you're seeing extreme prices, uh, price moves and things like DOTP, which everybody's been trying to uh, become a DOTP house in terms of using this as a plasticizer. 2EH is a very uh, variable uh, price you know, uh, alcohol uh, versus something that's a little more traditional than INA, which is, you know, really uh, mainly for esters. So, yeah, I would say that the packaged um, is just another integration for us, and it's given us the ability to have, you know, whether it's commodity or general purpose plasticizers to specialty plasticizers available to our customers for LTL um, in case of an emergency, which we're seeing more and more of. We ship totes, we ship drums. We keep this product in stock again in the vein of security supply it's available we have it so um i think you're right it's it's been a kind of a passion for the four of us and it's nice to see it really growing and 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 and, and catalyzing a, a really nice business yeah and it's not just bringing in a container of totes and sitting on a floor somewhere it's it's kind of a full spectrum of, of packaged material whether it is bringing in a, a, a container of packaged material you know we have resources to do our own packaging you know picking up a bulk truckload and do our own split load of drums and totes um some custom blending stuff that we're starting to work on and look at more and, and some exciting new products whether it's you know the most basic chemical that that we sell or things that are very hazardous and very dangerous and we've, we've been managing the full spectrum of packaged products and you know how's my favorite exciting stuff coming out this year um further along that lines so looking uh, looking forward to doing that and pushing that more this year um events conferences trade shows still a pretty quiet section unfortunately um you know we are participating in, uh, in class what'd you say <laughs> Wow. <laughs> that's that's how I feel about that. It's sad. I miss I miss trade shows. I miss conferences. I miss traveling. You know, especially the, the four of us. I think we're at more shows than than you know a lot of people. This or two years ago. Um, you know, myself and AJ included. I know setting up booths and traveling and going to different shows. We miss it. I talked to a guy yesterday out of. Uh... Florida and he's used to his normal infl winter influx of all us northerners trying to come down and do sales calls down there and he has no visitors this year he feels kind of lonely down there but yeah I'm missing traveling <laughs> we should go visit you know it, it was interesting I think um, I sent something to Ben this morning that in uh, Florida a big trade show there is the surf expo with surfing and some blocks and they're, they're, it's actually happening I think it's uh, next week they're they're having the uh, the trade show is happening in Florida. So um, I think there's hope on the horizon. I think it's going to be, you know, uh, six or nine months. Also, big news, the NPE was canceled. Um, you know, I, you know, maybe you have the details on that, Ben, but, you know, that's a show every three, massive show every three years. You know, we haven't been able to go to AFPM last year. doesn't look like we're going to be able to go to AFPM until maybe May of this year if it happens. So, um, yeah, it's... Uh, it's tough, you know, it's tough, but we've been doing a good job of doing the quarterly sales meetings, inviting our, our producing partners and our customers and sharing information, doing the best that we can. You know, a lot of a lot of Zoom and, and go-to fatigue, but this is the reality we're living in. Yeah, the NPE announcement, obviously canceling the, the in-person factor to NPE was a, a big announcement, definitely. Um, you know, I'm, I'm proud and excited to be on the, the marketing committee for the NPE, kind of advising with, you know, our two cents on things and, 
you know, up until just a couple weeks ago, the, the mood was they were 100% going forward with the in-person show, excited for it and taking all the proper precautions. So definitely a big announcement that they were, uh, you know, canceling their show. And I think we'll sort of set the tone for 2021 trade shows, at least for the first half of the year. Um, you know, I think we'll see some shows maybe getting kind of creative, whether it's more virtual shows, maybe, you know, in some of these warmer climates, more outdoor shows, you know, maybe it's something that has more of an outdoor aspect to it if you can, you know, things like AFPM and meetings, you know, you can obviously have a lot of outdoor dinners and lunches and things like that. And you know, then maybe we'll see some pseudo outdoor trade show booths and things like that, you know, but I think the industry will get creative. I think everyone's ready for trade shows and conferences to come back. It's obviously a big part of the chemical industry and our business. So I know we're all ready to get back to them. Um, you know, we do have the, the plastics organization hosting a virtual uh, vinyl compounders conference. I think it's February 3rd. Uh, TCC is proud to be a, be a conference sponsor for that one. Um, should be a good, I think it's only an afternoon of, uh, maybe four or five hour long presentations. They always put a good roster together of speakers. So we're excited for that one. And I'm excited to get back to traveling. Hobbies user, the big globe trotter. So I'm, I'm sure Hobbies ready to get back on a, on a plane and get back to his first class seats. <laughs> no, I fly next to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've seen your frequent file card. That's, that's incorrect. That is, that is not where you sit on planes. <laughs> Why are you speaking of me? What, what is this today? <laughs> the new mood? The new mood is 2021, speaking of Javi? You, you, make, you make it easy. You make it easy. <laughs> Usually it's me, so I'm, I'm proud of I'm glad it's someone else today. Um, but no, I think wrapping things up, you know, it's it's been a crazy 2020. We appreciate everyone everyone listening and are excited to excited for a stronger and hopefully more stable 2021. Um, you know, as we mentioned, we do have our podcast coming out with Robert Fry. Uh, we're recording that on Tuesday, so it should be out by the end of next week. He, uh, as Rob mentioned, did a great job in his presentation. I think we'll have some valuable insight um, and outlook on the year coming, uh, obviously very specific to our business and industries that we focus on. So it should be some, some great information. Um, and we'll obviously send that out via email and social media once that's ready to go. Um, you know, once again, want to just um, say congratulations to Javi and Angela on the house and some some big moves. I know definitely been a bright spot for uh, 2020 with some some people within TCC buying houses and doing things like that. So, um, you know, really make some of that those bright spots stand out. Um, and yeah, we're excited for a great great 2021. Hopefully, thank you, Bev. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Good uh, talking to you. Look forward to seeing y'all in person here soon. And uh, you know, we'll catch you on the next episode. Thanks, thank guys. You. Thank you.